Hi everyone, welcome back to the Just Interesting People podcast. My name is Rosie and I'm here with my co-host and husband Jeremy as usual and today we are talking to Sam. Sam is back on the show for our third chat in three years. You can check the first two episodes on our website justinterestingpeople.com slash one two and justinterestingpeople.com slash seven three. So once again we dive into his entrepreneurial journey where he gives us an update on his video editing business and the recent challenges he has been facing as a young entrepreneur. At 22 years old, he has achieved so much and lived a life he was dreaming of a few years ago. However, Sam shares openly with us about the side we don't see that much, the anxiety and the stress generated by the business. We can't wait to talk to Sam again next year and we hope you enjoy this episode. Hi Sam, welcome back to the podcast for the third time. You're the first guest we've got coming back for the third time, so welcome back. Can't wait for an update to hear all about it and this time you're on YouTube, so this is exciting. Yes, Rosie and Jeremy, thank you so much. I think this is the first time I've also been on a podcast three three years in a row. So again, so incredibly grateful for you guys. I have so much love for both of you. So I'm super excited to continue on, hopefully with this uh, with this trend. Hopefully I'll be invited back for a fourth year, but yeah. we'll, we'll see. I'm excited to dive in today. <laughs> yeah, thank you for taking the time again. Really pumped to have you back on the show. Maybe just for the people who are new, and seeing you for the first time. So yeah, basically the first time we talked was two years ago in May 2020. It was on May 4th, I remember, because we made a joke <laughs> about recording every year for May the 4th. <laughs> and um, yeah, we thought it'd be cool to have you every year to follow your journey. You've been documenting your life and especially your entrepreneurial journey online, especially on LinkedIn and stuff for years now, for about five years, right? Six years? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and yeah like your your growth and the evolution of you personally as a human being and your businesses has been very cool to follow very inspiring and pretty incredible and see the growth that you've been uh, yeah just getting in in just a few years you know we tend to forget that usually it takes time to build successful company the overnight success is just a legend and and it's been really cool to see in a matter of like three years that we've known each other how much you've been creating it's been pretty insane i appreciate that yeah it's <laughs> definitely been a definitely been a ride a lot of speed bumps a lot of roadblocks uh a lot of world pandemics in in between yeah. this time so a <laughs> lot to unpack but again grateful to uh just have a have another day on this uh spinning rock we call earth <laughs> <laughs> so maybe could you give us like a quick five minute five minute recap between leaving high school not di- not going to college and and now like what happened yeah absolutely so um senior year of of high school i decided to not go to not go to university not go to college or secondary education and really just jump in um to entrepreneurship full time at the time i was a manager um of a snowboard and ski hill um, during the winter and then a manager at the same, uh, baseball fields in the summer. So same, same job at the rock sports complex, my local ski hill and, uh, ski hill and, and ballpark. So I was a manager there and then decided to quit right after I, I graduated. I quit in, that must've been June of, of 2018. And then that summer I was just dedicated to, 
um, was dedicated to just trying anything I could in entrepreneurship. So I, I remember um, I wanted to get my real estate license, studied that for a little bit, and that was uh, during my senior year of high school. Um, but during, during that time, I got super big into cryptocurrencies and uh, investing and finance and kind of that side of things. So again, I tried a ton of, ton of different areas, again, from real estate to drop shipping to Forex <laughs> trading to cryptocurrencies to... Um, getting my series seven stock license. So again, I, I tried a lot of different things. Um, some things worked, some things didn't, but the common theme I had between all of these different ventures is, um, that I spent the time actually documenting that, that journey. Mm -hmm. I spent time just talking to a camera saying, this is what I'm trying to do. And I started just posting those on LinkedIn and Instagram and Snapchat, specifically Instagram and Snapchat to start off with. Um, just simply saying, Hey, this is my, this is my journey. I haven't built any crazy companies yet, but I'm trying to, and I'm just going to simply document the process of building those companies. So video, what was, video. what was inspiring you to document the process? Um, at the time I was, uh, just getting into Gary V. I just learned who that was. And he was uh, a huge proponent of document over create, just document your life, talk about what you, what you want to do. You don't need to have crazy multi-million dollar businesses behind you to talk about entrepreneurship, to talk about the actual journey and struggles through that. So that's really the lens that I, I took throughout my journey of, I knew that I wasn't the most qualified. I knew I, I didn't have uh, a ton of business success or professional success uh, for that matter behind me, but I knew I had a really interesting story and I knew that story would become more and more interesting the more I documented it because I think everyone's life is, is interesting if they, if they choose to, to share it. So, um, yeah, just kind of video after video, it started picking up, picking up steam. And then I hopped onto LinkedIn in the fall of 2018. And that's kind of when, um, the, the world of video really opened up to myself. So, um, in October of 2018, that's when I got my very first, uh, video client and they, they hired me to create videos for them. I had an iPhone 10 at the time and I was editing <laughs> on iMovie on my, on my iPhone. So from the later part of 2018 to early 2020, really that a uh, little more than a, a year was spent building a video production company, um, traveling around to local businesses, traveling a little bit here and there. I went down to Miami a few times, Washington, D.C., um, really traveled kind of all over the country building a video production company. So, again, in, in person, big um, studio setups, two, three camera interviews, event recaps, a lot of physical experiences. Yeah. And then Can I just pause you there before yep. before you drop the <laughs> what's coming? Um, you started with an iPhone and iMovie. Yep. So many we hear so many times I don't have the right equipment, I don't have the right training, I don't have the right certification, whatever, you know, uh, to start XYZ, whatever we want to start with. And and you started a video company with an iPhone and a free editing tool. That is right. Can can you talk a little bit about that about this breaking the myth of like you need to spend 5k on amazing equipment to be a good videographer yeah i i essentially started a video production company uh without ever touching a camera before uh <laughs> my, i i had an i had an iphone and i i knew what i could i could use at the time i couldn't afford a, a camera i i didn't 
Uh, I had a little money saved up just from investing in like stocks and ETFs and stuff from from high school. But other than that, I didn't have any working capital. I didn't have any startup capital. I didn't raise money. Um, so I just had to use what I what I had available um, to me. Again, you've seen the biggest biggest YouTubers start the same way. Again, Jimmy, Mr. Beast, he started with a, a little webcam on his on his old laptop. And you just you need to use what you have because if you can't create. Um, if you can't create good content or tell a good story with what you have, uh, expensive camera won't do anything for you. I could have a $90,000 crazy cinema red camera, but it would be useless for me because I wouldn't know how to use it. I would, yeah. I would create way better content with an iPhone because I know how to use it. Um, so there's, there's definitely levels to it, but you, you can just create with, with what you have. And the gear is just a tool. Um, again, skilled carpenters can uh, build a lot of different things with a hammer, some nails, and a screwdriver. Um, yeah. But someone who's never done carpentry before, they could have all the tools in the world and have no idea how to use them. So then it becomes pointless. Yeah. Yeah, very good point. Yeah. So your business was growing with in-person events. You were yep. doing gigs here and there, yep. building a team. It wasn't just you anymore. Yep, I, I made my made my first few hires throughout that kind of year and a little bit from late 2018 to early 2020, and then uh, the world shut down and the <laughs> pandemic hit in uh, in May, Mar around March of March, March of 2020 yeah. is when the shutdown happened. Um, I just moved out of my out of my parents' house into my first apartment, and then the world locked down the the week after. So um, it was definitely interesting timing because I remember my business made uh, I, I think my business lost like eighteen hundred dollars the month I moved out, which. I'm I'm not the biggest numbers guy, but not making uh not making money that month, uh, and going the other way probably wasn't good for business. So yeah. I knew I had to change pretty pretty quick, and that's really when we attacked online video editing and really made that pivot to, um, again build a build an online company and kind of shut down the in person side of things to really service um more more brands more people at scale through this online video editing service we would end up building. So again, for the first probably 10 months or so from March to uh, later, later part of the year, um, kind of that October, November, December range. Um, I was editing a ton of videos myself. I had one other partner, Ty, um, who was also helping me out. And then in, uh, later part of, of 2020, that's when I brought, brought on my, uh, my editing partner that really helped me. He's a, he's a backend silent partner that, um, cho we choose to choose to have it that way. But, um, he helped me essentially build out the, the actual editing team that I, I use today. So been super grateful for, uh, for him, but from later part of 2020 to where we are now in, uh, kind of mid 2022, it's been a crazy, crazy journey. We still just do the video editing side of things, but have made thousands of videos over the past couple of years, worked with hundreds of, um, awesome people, brands, companies, all, all that good stuff to really make, make a ton of videos per month. So <laughs> absolutely grateful for what has happened and how it's kind of transpired, but that's really where we're at, where, where we're at today. We have a team of, um, 15 to 20, 20 people on our, wow. on our team with all of the, all of the editors and a few, few in-house employees, including my own mother, uh, that just joined the team a little while ago. So pretty, pretty happy about that. So it's definitely been a crazy ride so far. So now that things are starting to open up again back in the world, would you go back into like in-person events and in-person filming or are you going to stick with the online thing that you're doing now? Um, 
I think I think we're sticking online. Um, I like it. Um, I, it's much more scalable. I, yeah. I again, I was never a huge fan of the in-person stuff. There were just opportunities that I would I would run with, and at the time, they were just in-person opportunities. So maybe. Uh, maybe I go back kind of once in a while to film in person, but I really have no desire to kind of build out the video production side of things anymore. Yeah. I would rather invest that time into creating personal content for for myself, personal brands that um, I want to I want to grow or media brands that I want to start. So that's really what I would, it, which is nice because. I built a video production company. I have all of the equipment needed. Now I can use that equipment for my personal <laughs> use, which is, uh, which is nice. So it's, it's definitely worked out in the end. You, you've talked about that in some of your personal videos, but what I love is your, your business. Originally, you solved a problem that you had yourself, which mm -hmm. is video editing. Yeah. I think ev everyone loves to film videos, <laughs> but I think, and this is something I think most people don't realize is when they see a 10, 15 minutes video on YouTube, I don't think they realize the, the work, the hours it takes to edit this video, the amount of footage required to have this 10 to 15 minutes final video. And mm -hmm. Rosie can attest that. She spent half hours. an hour <laughs> filming and I don't know how many hours editing for her YouTube. And, mm -hmm. and this is a problem that many, 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 and more and more creators are having. And you solved a problem for yourself that millions of people are having in the world and because your your idea is simple when you when you think about it right when you look at it it's like it's so obvious why why it wasn't there before you know yeah. uh, but here you go right this this that's how you find your niche and and you know the business inside out because you were on the other side also i think that's really helpful yeah Absolutely. And I, I think that's just a solid piece of advice for any any entrepreneurs out there or even anyone that has personal problems. Like, I think the greatest companies are started by solving a personal problem that you are personally affected by. Again, selfishly, mm -hmm. I just wanted to build the best video editing process possible because it was a huge barrier that uh, a huge speed bump in my own personal content creation journey, being a creator um, that I faced. And I tried a ton of different editing companies. And if there is a better company out there i would be happily to happy to use them but i just i simply couldn't couldn't find it so that's when uh we decided to, to build our own and it's it's definitely worked out worked out so far and um again i'm i'm grateful for for what we've been able to build the team that we've been able to put together because again i i couldn't do this do do this content alone and it's it's crazy to me that um People, more, more people don't, uh, I guess, do that or, or build teams around their own content. I couldn't imagine doing all of this by myself and editing all these videos by myself. I, I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And they're way better than me. So it's no <laughs> use. <laughs> it's really interesting what you just said, actually, because also I think, and Rosie, I would like you maybe to share your point of view about that. But mm. uh, I've heard many, even famous creator like mkbhd like he still edits his video himself uh there is a thing about letting go of the editing uh this is my baby this is my style and and i feel a lot of people are very reluctant to give it away <laughs> there's an attachment there that um people seems to struggle but yeah ultimately i mean you can't be good at everything in life this is something you need to learn as human being and 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 i think it's okay to let go of some things uh yeah i don't know what, what's your take on Maro? It's hard because I think like you said, like like if you film in a certain way because you want the video to be a certain way 
I've never had anyone edit my videos before, so I don't know if they'd be able to do my style. And I think I would worry if I had somebody else do it, that they'd maybe do it too dynamic or too fast paced or too slow. Or I don't know, it wouldn't be me doing yeah. it. But then I also understand the importance because it takes me like literally, I don't know, maybe six, eight hours to edit, maybe like a 30 to 40 minute vlog, which is a long time. Yeah. And in that time I could be producing like, like filming other videos and just have somebody else edit it. So it is a weird, like you need to find someone that you really trust that can do what you want, that does what you want them to do rather than just kind of doing their style, which I guess is obviously what you do with, you know, your clients, you ask them what they want and work towards their aesthetics but it is it's hard to give away and to do and I know it's something that's <laughs> worth doing and I know it's good to do because it would save me so much time but there is that like oh I don't want to just give it to somebody else to do yeah. and, <laughs> it's a weird and, one and I think it's it helps me because I I came and I still come from a business first background so I was never romantically attached to my editing style or my mm. filming style because I knew that I just picked up a camera and like oh, I guess this is my style I still don't like say that I have a specific style obviously it's yeah. it's me it's how I talk it's how I carry myself but mm. from an editing standpoint and, and everything it's like my team edits way better than me and tells way better stories than me I know my own strengths and I know my own weaknesses so what I value the most out of anything is my time um, so even even if I need to do six rounds of revisions or seven rounds of revisions to get a video right that that would take me 45 minutes to do when it comes to the communicating watching videos back um, let's say mm. it's a 10 minute video um, and I need to I need to have five different rounds of revisions maybe that's 50 minutes let's call it an hour yeah. of revisions it would take me 27 hours to edit the actual yeah. video plus it would probably take a few years off of my life for the amount of stress that I would go through <laughs> uh, actually needing to edit that video so for me it's it's a it's a win-win all day but I I'm sympathetic I totally get that like peer peer creators want their hand in everything and um, again like Casey Neistat is one of the best examples of it he edited all of his vlogs he said he will never hire an editor because oh. the the actual story comes out in the edits for him and and it worked mm. for him he it seems like obviously he he loved that process could he have outsourced that absolutely but would the story be the same no so you need you need to be aware um again i i think mr beast is a perfect example of building a team around him he runs his youtube channel more like a company than anyone else he has teams in mm. place he has systems and processes in place to really produce the videos he wants he he could never do what he's doing now without a, a massive editing team um, yeah. But again, uh, a person like Mr. Beast is way different than uh, a creator like Casey Neistat. Casey Neistat is way more relationship-driven, way more story-driven, um, when he needs to almost be the one um, inside the actual editing system mm. um, yeah. producing those videos, where a video like Mr. Beast would be, would be not simpler to edit from an actual editing standpoint, but it's... Um, I, I can understand the differences of how it's easier to build a badass team around um, Beast's content versus someone like Casey Neistat. So it 100%. really comes down to what you value. Do you value your own creative input over your time? The answer is yes to a lot of people, and the answer is no to um, a lot of other people. So, again, there's no right or wrong answer. But for me, again, I, I value my time over everything. Let's talk about your YouTube as well because... Obviously, you have people editing your videos, and I think that shows in the numbers, because I ch quickly checked before we started filming, you've got one that's got 56,000 views. Mm -hmm. 
another one that's got I don't know how many like it's obviously partly it's obviously you and your content that you're creating as well but I also think the editing does play a part in that it's so interesting to watch but yeah talk to me about your YouTube when did you start taking it seriously when did how's it been with the growing and all that yeah because you've been scrapping up your youtube you had videos before. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, had a, I had a ton of youtube videos before and i never really created like solely for youtube they were always like sit down podcasts that i would just kind of throw up on youtube so um again i've i've had videos for the past few years but um i've never really taken the time to understand youtube and actually invest in the platform so from that perspective i created my i i like to say like i created my first like dedicated youtube video a few months ago maybe in late february of this year um but really really diving into the actual story the emotion behind it the edits behind it what uh what's that actual customer journey through those videos if hey someone is watching my video i want them to have this sort of transformation by the end and all of these little bits and stories and pieces can play into that final feeling that final emotion that that video portrays so um that's really what i'm what i'm focusing on is just like i, I want people to be transformed by these videos and i'll i'll try to do that the best i can um through this process but yeah when it comes to like the actual edits like i i give my team like hey here's the storyboard that i'm working off of here's the emotions here's the like side stories i'm i'm filming here's the order i'm filming it in um and i just say go crazy with it <laughs> and and they do and um we obviously need to tweak some things here and there um but again, the the video where I reacted to a hundred a uh, hundred of my first videos with my mom, I shot that in the matter of two days. It was like seventy gigs of footage, so it took them a whole day to download it. But they got that Blimey. that first rough draft to me within eight hours or so, which that would take me days to do. <laughs> so I I have no idea how that would, was even physically possible. Um, yeah. but that, that was done within five revisions and it's a 30 minute video. So they know my style. It's, it's awesome being able to work with, work with the team because again, you, you, you can form an actual relationship with them and they understand your content mm -hmm. sometimes better than you. And they can tell, tell stories that you, you might've missed or come up with ideas that you would have missed before. So again, grateful for them, but I'm excited for <laughs> YouTube. It's definitely a beast, but have definitely seen, uh, seen some growth so far. Um, again, I have those two videos over kind of 50 K views. Um, which is nice. a few others kind of around the like eight to 12 K mark, which is super solid again for just starting YouTube. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. What's your, what's your goal with YouTube? Just build it. Just try to try to impact as many people as possible. Um, again, it's, it's nice because I don't, um, un unlike other, other creators, I have an actual business behind me that is creating substantial revenue and I don't need to rely on my personal content or my YouTube AdSense to pay my rent. Mm -hmm. Um, I have an actual business that does it. I have, um, I have whole backend systems to, um, to create the business success, the, the monetary success, um, that a lot of people start creating content for. So for me, I'm, I'm just trying to go into it and create the best videos I, I physically can. And, um, just try to try to transform people's way of thinking and their mindsets. Um, hopefully, hopefully for the better through, through the content. So again, I have no, no ambition to be the biggest YouTuber in the world or, um, cross, cross a hundred million subs next year or anything like that. So I'm just going to continue to try to make the, make the best videos I can. Something that I, I really like about your style is that, cause I've been following you for a few years now, you 
don't mind to just start something new, get rid of a project and do a new one. Like at some point you were doing those uh, documented thoughts when you were like getting your road mic and just chatting in your place or with friends or whatever. And it was just documenting like you've always been doing, just a different format. And, and suddenly, I don't know, you, you were done with that. You just <laughs> deleted all the content from YouTube and stuff and let's move on to something else. Right now you're doing like 100 daily vlogs on, on, on TikTok because why not? Because you want to try it. And if you want to move on at some point, I'm sure you're just going to move on. Exactly. You, I like that. You, you, you're very ex you like to experiment, right? With your content and creating things. Yeah, it's definitely a double-edged sword. Um, I have crazy, crazy ADHD. So my mind is everywhere <laughs> all the time. Um, so it's something I, I constantly work on. And again, uh, I love to experiment. I love to try different things, which it's really hard for me to just stick to one thing and just do one thing. Um, it's one of the hardest things for me when it comes to content. And, um, w again, which is a double-edged sword because I know if I stuck yeah. to just one thing, I would grow way faster, but it, yeah. I wouldn't have fun uh -huh. with it. And at the end of the day, I, I want to have fun with all of the content I create because if I'm not having fun, it's not worth it. I don't want to view content as a, as a job or something I need need to do but um it's cool because I've, I've had so many different experiments and tests that i can go back to those things and it's funny that you brought up documented thoughts because uh i just had a conversation with with my girlfriend katie this this morning and um we're working on kind of like just like building building different different media brands different media hubs so i'll probably bring back documented thoughts and um yeah again those, those projects and stuff that you start then maybe fall off or shift focuses it's like there, there's learning lessons in all of those, and there's there's parts of that documented thoughts series that I loved. And again, I don't delete mm. any of any of my stuff, minus YouTube stuff. I've I've just I've just made that private. I haven't deleted anything, so I'll, I'll probably like continue bringing those back and try to make a, a YouTube video of like, hey, here, like go check out this video. This is one of my first videos. I just I made it private for a while. Just made it public. Um, go check that out. Um, and maybe that's how I like start bringing back old videos or start yeah. posting the documented thoughts videos on, um, on YouTube on another channel. So again, there's a lot of different ways I can kind of go about this, but yeah, I, I love just testing and experimenting because it's, it's fun for me. I like to tinker. I like to, to create different things. So <laughs> yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoy that process. It's good that you don't have the pressure of like the money aspect. Like you said, you've got the, you know, your job making your money and then the content creation is just fun. I think that's really interesting. So I think like you said, a lot of people do go into it thinking, oh my God, at one point I'll make millions. And then they kind of do maybe six months and then think, oh, I've not made any money. So I'm just going to stop because it takes a long time to make money, especially on YouTube, unless you're like one of those lucky people that just skyrockets out of nowhere. Yeah. But it is so good that you've kind of got the business that makes you money. This is something you can do for fun. And you've got people that can edit for you to make it like as dynamic and like get as many watch hours you can out of each video. So it's really cool. Like there's no pressure around it. I think a lot of creators feel a lot of pressure around creating mm. content, but it's good that you kind of just do it for the fun of it rather than like having that stress behind yeah. it. It's really interesting. Absolutely. So to go back maybe to more your, your, your business, um, you so pandemic 2020 2021 uh, blank state media becomes a full video editing yep. company you build a team around this company yep. and and suddenly you realized that you are not a key element 
to the business anymore. You don't need to be 24-7 on the laptop doing things for the company to to generate revenue and income and stuff like that. And you you end up with way more free time and, and, and like talk to us about this. This is really cool. Yeah, ab- absolutely. It's it, it's the I'd say the one thing that I'm most proud of in in my whole whole journey that I've I've been able to build a team and put way smarter people uh, surround myself by way smarter people and way better people than than myself in their respective skill sets. Um, I'll I'll always have that kind of visionary men- mentality and that visionary outlook. But am I the best at sales? No. Am I the best at finance? No. Am I the best at operations? No. Or editing? No. Um, the answer is I'm not the best at mostly everything in in my business besides understanding <laughs> my business. Um, and because I'm the best at understanding my business, I know what pieces I need to put in place. And I, that's all entrepreneurship is. It's just um, an arbitration of time versus money versus people. Um, can you put the right people mm-hmm. in the right places at the right time to bring impact at scale to, to change lives at scale. And, um, that's what I'm most proud of by, by far that, Hey, if I don't work for a whole week or a whole month, the business still runs, the team still communicates every day with the clients. Uh, we're creating hundreds and hundreds of videos per month for the clients without, without me needing to touch it, touch the system. Um, we can fulfill Mm -hmm. on orders, talk to clients, uh, close deals, have leads come in without, me doing anything so obviously it it still comes down to i i still need to put in the work i still need to make sure the the ship is moving in the right direction but it it frees up so much of my physical time but then also my mental headspace to then be able to get creative with content do the things that i want to do go pick up golf more um and actually have fun with fun with my life because again i don't want to work 18 to 20 hours a day every single day it's i've i've been there i've done that i didn't like it at the time well i I liked it at the time because you're you're just in the dirt you're building um and there's definitely those days still when i when i need to put my head down and put in a 13 14 15 hour day is it every day no is it getting less and less absolutely and um again it's just aligned with my goals and ambition again i don't need to build blank slate into a billion dollar company if i if i wanted to I would be working way more than I am, but I don't. And, and it's because I've created, uh, I guess I've built that awareness around me. And at times when I was working 17, 18, 19 hours a day, I, I wanted to build a massive company, maybe not a billion, but I wanted hundreds of employees. And now I, I don't, I, I wouldn't like that life and the, the pressure and stress that it, it comes with. So I think that's, that's a huge thing that people need to realize of, it's a lot of work, a lot of pressure to even have uh, anyone rely on you and your company for a paycheck mm. at the end of the day. Um, it's it's paying yourself, and then it's paying ten other people on your team to provide for them, uh, provide a life for them, provide food on the table for them. So there's an immense amount of pressure and stress that creates, especially at a, at a young age, that it's a little mm. unique, and it's uh, a lot of people aren't in that situation. So. Again, you, you just need to be aware of what uh, what comes with with building a business and be careful what you wish for because it's coming true. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a kind of weird question, but um, I, you don't think your brain is not like most 23 years old brain. No, it's not. 
Like, you... And, and, and that started five or six years ago, even like, yeah, I, and maybe even, even before, before that. that, like my parents have done yeah. an amazing job at, at crafting my life and crafting my, myself and my mindset for sure. But continue. So no, but like my point is, yeah, like, why do you think, why do you think you're different, special, uh, what, you know, because yeah, most 20 years old are interested and worried about very different thing at the moment then i need to create my dream life and my goal in life is to be happy they just worry about what they're gonna have to drink later tonight and which club they're gonna yep. hit you know like that's all they care about most people so yeah I, I think i just have this obsession over dismantling the system at at large i, I just have an obsession over bashing against the walls of like how how has have people traditionally been raised how has work traditionally been done how has media traditionally been done and i just want to destroy all of that in my own little ways of hey if if 85% of my school is going to college, then there's no way I'm going to college. If 90% of the people out there is going to go get a nine to five job, there's no way I'm getting a nine to five job. So I don't know. I've just always had this obsession over trying to be different in, in any way I, I can. And um, that definitely carries over to kind of how I, how I view life right now of those, mm -hmm. those crazy people uh, tend to be the people who change the world the most. And um Again, like Elon and Steve Jobs and like those figures growing up that was a huge role model um, of mine. And I've, I was just fascinated by the way the, the outlook they had on life of Steve Jobs said it best. Like once you realize the world was built by people no smarter than you, um, yeah. the, the barriers that you set for yourself and the ceilings you set for yourself disappear pretty quick. And once you realize that of like this life is malleable. You can really mold it and change it however you want to, to form your true dream mm -hmm. life. I'm just obsessed over doing that for myself selfishly because I'm just curious to see how much I can push and how far I can push and how much I can learn, how many people I can help because um, I've just been grateful enough and blessed to be able to be like in this situation to do so. So it's like, it would be a mm. disservice to everyone I've ever talked to everyone I've ever came in contact with to not do it. Um, and it would be a disservice to myself. Like I would be letting myself down if I, I didn't do this. And again, it creates a crazy weird dichotomy of pressure of who are you doing it for yourself? Are you doing it for others? And it's, it's always an answer mm. of, it's kind of doing it for for every everyone everyone in between <laughs> uh myself other people so there's no right or wrong answer but um yeah it's just this it's just I, I don't know it's just this crazy obsession over trying to do things differently and really enjoying that process and <laughs> just figuring shit out along the way <laughs> how is your girlfriend uh, reacting to your ambition your you're, you're, yeah, what makes you unique? Because uh, I'm sure, I mean, she, she has to be somehow on board <laughs> and aligned with what you want, otherwise she won't be with you. But uh, how does she view it, you know, maybe as a, a little outsider? And uh, she's the closest thing to an insider as, as possible. I would not even come close to the... Um to the level of business success, content success, whatever you want to call it, luck, uh, preparation, skill set, I wouldn't even be close to where I'm at today without her. 
Um, she's been the most important person in my life uh, throughout this process. I love my mother. Mom, I love you, but I don't live with my mother. <laughs> I haven't lived with my mother for, for some time now, but I, I live with, with Katie, and she's there every single day with me through everything. Um, so uh, it, it's, been, it's been amazing. I've been absolutely blessed and, um, to, to find her and have been with her since I was a pizza cook in, in high school and a, a snow park <laughs> manager. So she's seen every single iteration of this. And I think cool. that, that's the most special thing. And again, as, as hard as building companies are, uh, I think it's way harder to maintain a healthy relationship. So A, props to you guys, but B, um, <laughs> relationships are super hard. It's, it's tough. It's a full-time job, and you, you guys definitely know that too, but <laughs> it's, it's one of the most rewarding feelings you, you can have. So um, I'm, I'm excited. She, she loves it. She just quit her job too, and she's going to start her own media company. So um, hey, I'm, I'm rubbing awesome. off on her a little bit on, on that front of <laughs> she's, she's talked to me and said, hey, I, I would never do this if you didn't do it first or if I didn't uh, learn by example. So now everything I've done over the past five years, I can help her implement, and it might take her five months to do what I've done in five years. Yeah. And that's the reality mm -hmm. of, uh, of learning curves of, hey, if I, I went through and made my, my own mistakes, you can make your own mistakes, but you don't need to make the same mistakes I did because I already yeah. made them. So we can, <laughs> yeah. we can learn from those. So again, whatever media company she, she starts, it's going to grow so much faster than, than mine because she's, she's learned and she's been with me through that, that entire journey, which is, which is super cool. That's really cool. Congrats to her. <laughs> Last yeah, year when, cool. so last year when we talked, you were starting to go to LA a little bit yep. more. Uh, I yep. think we, we talked in June or July last year. And yeah, so you were going back and forth between Milwaukee and, and LA because you were creating something over there. Can you yep. tell us a little bit about, about this venture? Yeah, I was working with my, my buddy Jake at a, at a company called Trendsetters. Um, they're kind of like a Gen Z agency. And um, I was working out there with, with them through, through 2021, um, traveling between LA and, and Milwaukee and kind of going back and forth pretty much every month or so, sometimes a few times a month. And uh, recently left that position in February of 2022. So really, I, I made it about a year or so with, with the company again. Had great times, did did great work, but um, at the end of the day, I, I wanted to focus on myself, and I didn't want to be in a full a full agency anymore. I didn't, I don't love any agency model, uh, so there's nothing specifically against them, but I, I just didn't want to be in a in a big agency, um, and that's where I felt like I was going. So I took a step back and went back full time into blank slate and personal content, and super super excited about kind of this this next chapter, but. Yeah, that's really the the decision I I made. Um, again, there was no no real drama involved or, or any juicy <laughs> stories there, but um, just something that like it didn't just personally align with yeah. with myself. But maybe like on the more like personal level, how did you feel at you know again like twenty two years old to be casually making a decent amount of money through your business and traveling between Milwaukee and LA back and forth and and living a very cool life like did it seem like unreal in a way <laughs> yeah i i have <laughs> moments really every week where i just i reflect back of like this is exactly what i wished for that's why i said earlier like 
careful what you wish for because <laughs> it's coming true. And all of this, I, I didn't know exactly how fast it would happen, but every, pretty much every part of my life has been premeditated in some capacity. It's been designed in some capacity. Um, I didn't exactly know how everything would play out, but I remember three, four years ago, I wanted to build something that's scalable. It's online. Um, it's still in the content creation space. I can sell it as a subscription. Uh, I can have monthly recurring revenue. Um, and that was way before even even Blank Slate was a thing. So right. it's funny how those thoughts come to fruition. <laughs> so um, in, I, I vividly remember uh, a conversation I had with my, my business coach at the time, Jordan Ross, in um, late 20... 19. Um, I was still doing in-person, in-person videography stuff. And I was, um, he asked me what, what my goals were. And I had like two or three goals is I wanted to create content. I wanted to travel and I wanted to be financially free. Like I, I have the money to live the life I wanted to live and buy, buy myself a, a car and, uh, get a nice apartment and be able to pay rent at the end of the day without needing to, uh, needing to stress to see where my next paycheck is coming from. Um, I really couldn't think of anything bigger than that besides those those three things. And now looking back on, on my life um, over the past few years, especially while I was traveling a, a ton between L.A. and uh, Milwaukee, that's exactly what, what happened. I was able to travel. I was able to buy the car. I was able to um, afford to pay rent without really needing to, to stress out um, when when the bills come um, come around and Again, it's it, I, I'm I'm grateful for for that. And again, throughout the whole year, there's so many times when I didn't know if I could pay rent, if I didn't know yeah. if if I would make make ends meet at the end of the day. Because um, shit's hard. It's hard building a building a company from the ground up, especially through a global pandemic. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, it, it was just a super interesting position to to be in. But yeah, it's. It doesn't surprise me that this is this is my life because um, I know I've I've worked towards it. And I know that I've I've put my thoughts out into the, into the universe, and I, I've wanted this exact life to come true. And I'm not surprised it's it's happened um, because I I know the work I've I've put into it, but um, it's it still feels pretty surreal at <laughs> at times. And I, I definitely forget that I'm I'm 22 years old, 23 in October. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's crazy life. But that's that's the cool thing about the world right now is you can build a pretty crazy life, and doesn't matter how how old you are. You said about putting the words like out there and kind of saying what you want to happen. Do you believe in manifestation? Do you think that was a part of it, or do you think it was just hard work and focusing? Because um, I know manifestation is like a huge thing at the minute. Like it's a buzzword. Everyone's talking about it. <laughs> do you believe in it? Is that something you think, or was it? more i don't know what do you think about that i it's i think it's twofold um let let's say i i manifest building a billion dollar company that's not just gonna come true overnight yeah. or yeah. in the next decade <laughs> i you you need to do everything damn near perfect for a decade to get mm. to that point so it's it's between al aligning your goals and ambitions and that's kind of the manifesting part that i talk about of 
hey, at the time, I, I want to be able to travel. I want to be able to pay my bills. I want to be able to buy a Tesla. I want to be able to do X, Y, and Z. That's the manifestation part. But none of that would come true if I just sat on my ass and watched Netflix all day. Like, yeah. you actually need to work towards those things now. So that I think the manifestation part is like, be clear on where you want to go. Be clear on the intentions you set. Be clear on the goals you want to happen. Uh, write those down. Say them out loud. Do whatever you need to do. Um, to to truly rewire your brain and believe that all of these things have come true already. Time just hasn't caught up. And that's that's kind of what I um, I like to tell myself of anything I ever want. Um, it, it's come true already, um, but just time hasn't caught up. So I'm, I'm going to going to work towards that and kind of take the opportunities that I um, I find along the way to align um, and get to where I want to go the best I can, because Again, we we don't see time uh, in a in a four dimensional in four dimensional world. We can only be uh, in one place at one time. But like, time is already like the the whole timeline of our lives is already done. But mm. we just can only live in this moment at once, like in uh, in a certain time point. So from like a crazy three D, four D, six D world <laughs> side of things, like Tesseract, Interstellar type shit. Um, yeah, we, we can only see time as a, a concept when other beings out there might be able to view time as a as a time and place, like a like a location where you can travel to L.A. on a plane. Other beings can travel to 2006 uh, because they view time in a in a four dimensional. I, I'm getting way off track, but that, that's kind <laughs> of how I, how I'm I like, view. I'm how... like so lost, but so intrigued. I'm like, what <laughs> yeah. is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we'll, we'll bring it back to uh, manifestation. Like, yes, I believe in manifestation. Yes, you need to put in the work. Um, yeah. Yeah. We, we, that, maybe, that, maybe that's uh, episode 3.5 on yeah. I think so. I think we need to dive we, we'll, we'll do it in a metaverse. Yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> no, but it's interesting you talk back. about time because um, <laughs> I forgot the English word, but you always wear on your around your neck this item if people are watching on youtube i can't remember how it's called in english i'm sorry uh hourglass uh, why do you wear that uh because it's time it, it reminds me that time is time is finite and uh we're always running out of it um so make the most out of it it's it's the one thing we we don't get back um is is time so yeah. spend it spend it wisely spend it with the ones you love spend it how you want to do it because again um uh, I I love the I don't know if if Oliver Tree actually quoted it or got it from somewhere, uh, <laughs> but he he has a song and says some some people are so poor all they have is money, um, mm. and that that relates to me super hard because like at the end of the day money is cool but you can always lose it you can always make more of it um, anyone anyone out there but time is something no one can get back so mm. until time travel is <laughs> is real. <laughs> Um, it's just a constant reminder of, Hey, we have this super fragile life on this, on this planet. And again, time is always running out. So make the most of it. Yeah. So maybe one of my last question would be if people, f if people follow you on Instagram, on TikTok, on, on YouTube, and if people listen to the podcast, it's like your life is a dream. Literally like everything seems to be absolutely perfect and everything is just you're hitting all the milestones, like everything is going so smoothly. 
Um, but, you know, I'm, I mean, you're a human being. <laughs> you're like everyone else. You're going through some shit. Like, uh, can you tell us maybe a little bit of what we don't see? Yeah, there's an unbelievable amount of pressure um, that I put on myself that I physically can't turn off at, at any point in, in time. I can forget about it. I can uh, focus on different different tasks. But at the end of the day, the, the life I've built for myself, and I, I wouldn't want it any other way, um, yeah. I've, I've been able to put that pressure on, on myself on purpose because I know that I will get better, better from it. And I've, I've just taken up that, that responsibility, um, to change my life, but then everyone around me's life, um, at the same time. So there, it, it, it's definitely a self-imposed invisible pressure, but, um, it, it's just more, more pressure than I've, uh, that I could imagine putting on yourself um, at a pretty young age and just a unique position to, to put yourself in. Um, again, like paying your own bills is, is hard enough, but then paying the bills of 20 other people on top of yeah. that. Um, and if, if you don't work, if you don't build the system to do that, then those people will need to, to look elsewhere. And is it the end of the world? No, but at the end of the day, it's, it's just an obscene amount of pressure. Um, mm. but, but again, pressure makes diamonds. It's, it's a double-edged sword. So, um, that, that's been the biggest thing. It's, it's just, it's created crazy anxieties for me that I haven't had before. Um, definitely amplified by the pandemic. Um, it's, it's made my kind of ADHD way worse. Um, and I think that's something that's super, it's new to me. It's, it's always been a thing. I've never like actually been like, uh, prescribed anything or really mm. checked it out until recently. Um, and they're like, yeah, you have crazy fucking ADHD, buddy. <laughs> like, that's not a bad thing, but just wanted to let you know. I'm like, I figured. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, there's, there's definitely a lot of things that aren't perfect, but what are you going to do about it besides just keep going? And, again, there's days when I don't work at all because I wake up in a in a crazy just state of anxiety and, like, panic and um just worry that oh shit all of this is gonna fail tomorrow when there's no way it's it's going no to. Reason to um but those thoughts always always creep in so yeah there's there's definitely been days where um i wake up and i just want to lay in bed all day and some days i do and, and i answer the emails i need i take the calls i i need but some days you just you just don't don't work and i i just can't work that day and that's fine, and I think that's something I'm I'm really learning um, to be okay with because mm. you can't be on and perfect every single day. It's impossible. We're we're all human beings trying mm. our best. So, again, having that support system around me, having Katie to to support and help talk through those things have helped me a ton. So, yeah, my life is far from perfect. Um, it I I don't care what it what it looks like on on social. There's always stresses. There's always um, things to improve on, but at the end of the day, I wouldn't trade anything for the world. Like my life is perfect to me. Um, if I could go back and change one thing in my whole entire life, I wouldn't. Um, because I think every single decision moment, uh, 
time and place like has shaped who I am today. And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade that for the world. So yeah, there was a lot of shit, a lot of roadblocks, a lot of, a lot of speed bumps to go through, but that's <laughs> welcome to being a human being. And I, I have my own shit. You have your own shit. And like, it's, it's crazy to, to me that people think that other people have it all figured out and they, they have perfect lives because it's, it's not, it's not real. Like yeah. everyone mm-hmm. has, their own worries their own problems in some capacity yeah i'm so glad you asked that jeremy but i'm also so glad that you answered that honestly because you could have been like yeah life's pretty good but actually saying that you have anxiety and some days you spend the day in bed and you just do what you need to do just to get by like that's so relatable to so many people especially after the pandemic and everything that's happened like so many people's mental health has just like yeah gone downhill (laughs) and suffered and it's it's I think it's important when people talk about mental health and talk about how they're getting on because it kind of unites everyone together because either you're going through it and you can relate or you're not going through it and you can kind of start to feel empathy and like kind of understand yeah. what pe- other people are going through so thank you for being honest with that one of course like I I remember like early early pandemic I was in such a good routine of like going to bed at nine waking up at five and like it it was on and I've been trying to get back to a point where I wake up at like five a.m. consistently like actually well rested not like forcing myself to wake up at (laughs) five because my alarm goes off Um, and I haven't been able to get to that point in I don't even know the last time probably ten to twelve months. but it's something that I, I've been trying to, I guess, forgive myself and like not put as much pressure on myself to like, dude, mm. it doesn't matter if you wake up at 10 a.m. or 9 a.m. or 8 a.m. and not 5 a.m. Just because you set set an intention out there or set like, hey, I want to do this. Again, life happens sometimes. I, I try to go to bed at 9, but then 9 turns into midnight and I'm like, yeah. damn like and then the books are playing and ex- you can't exactly and then, <laughs> there's no way you're going to bed at nine and then you need to spend an hour decompressing over either a win or a loss so it's just a it, it's crazy but yeah that that's what being a human is all about so again i'm i'm trying my best i'll i'll get into to better routines but yeah it's it's definitely been been hard um through the pandemic through everything but again at the end of the day like we're humans so like Let's just try the best we can. Uh, let's do the best we can to do the best we can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sam, thank you so much once again. Uh, my last question is going to be, are the Bucks going back in the final? Or? Oh, 100%. We're, <laughs> we're winning that. It's, it's going to be tough. It's, but it, it always is. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm thinking we, we go back to finals with the Suns, but we win in seven this oh. year instead of six. Um, so that's that's my prediction. Bucks in seven against the Suns. We'll win it in Phoenix because they would have, right. uh, have home court. So that's that's my guess. Um, manifestation. Here little, we go. Little manifestation. <laughs> uh, it would definitely. Again, it's hard being a Bucks fan. It's hard being with any sports fan from Wisconsin. It definitely takes a few years off your life from from the amount of stress. Uh, I, I talk about like. Uh, business being stressful, relationships being stressful, but I'm pretty sure the most stress I endure oh, is yeah. uh, being a Bucks fan on on a weekly basis. So <laughs> I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't wish the stress on anyone else. Nothing makes me cry more than sports. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy what sports <laughs> can do. Yeah, I love it though. Um, okay, less sports. Did we ask you last year who? No, we didn't. We didn't okay, ask so a question we usually ask people. 
if you could speak to anybody dead or alive, famous or not famous, literally anybody who you think would be the most interesting person, who would you choose and what would you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. Um I'm thinking Steve Jobs. It's between Steve Jobs and Elon. And Elon, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's been a pretty typical answer in, in my life. But, yeah, I'd talk about Steve Jobs and I'd talk about um, what has helped shape his mindset on uh, bashing against the walls versus not. Of, hmm. hey, what what inspired you to go against the system and, and build a whole new system and just completely dismantle it because... Um, obviously we've seen how Apple has transformed the world. Um, yeah. and it's one of the most valuable companies in the world. And at the end of the day, it started with, with one single product. So, um, it, it I guess, started with a vision and then, uh, uh turn that into a product. So yeah. I'm just fascinated by his, his mindset on the ability to change the world. Not necessarily his like leadership style or being a genuinely good person, because I think there's other better examples of yeah. how he leads, but, uh, that I don't think that discredits his mindset on how he's been able to look at the world and, and shape it and mold it how, how he envisioned it and, and wanted it. Awesome. It's, it's that or Walt Disney on storytelling. <laughs> there, that oh, that yeah. would also be pretty fascinating. That would be like, really cool. Yeah. What what makes a good story? How have you built an empire around storytelling? Mm. Um, because Disney's Disney is uh, they're the best storytellers in the world uh, yeah. on the planet by far. So um, that's also something that would be super super interesting. It's a great mm. question though. Yeah. There, there's a lot of people I would I love so. to talk to. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll ask you that next year and see if it's changed. Yeah. If you have any new like inspirations or yes. anyone else should talk next to. Next year we need to go for like three hours because I could talk to you guys all day. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Sam, thank you so much. Um, it's always a pleasure talking to you, having you on the show, following your journey. I love seeing what you're up to and what magic you're creating. And yeah, keep doing it, keep being yourself because. Yeah, I love it personally, and, and the words need people like you. It's I love nice. it. I love it. Thank you, guys. <laughs> I, I love you both. Thank, Thank you so you. much, Sam. Thank you for everybody watching on YouTube and listening on the podcast platforms. We'll be back next Wednesday with a brand new episode. We'll leave Sam's information in the description box in the show notes. Make sure you subscribe to Sam and to us. Make sure you follow. Make sure you do all of the things that you're supposed to do. We'll be back next week. And thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Boom.